0: Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Neary, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, and how to tap into your infinite potential and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know that you clicking play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. With that said, let's get this party started. Hello, 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 beautiful souls. Welcome back to So She Is. Happy Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day season since this is going to be posted the day after. But love is in the air and it is my favorite holiday of all time. I don't know. I'm just like a huge little holiday gal. Actually, I'm, I'm just a holiday gal. But I really love like the little ones, like Valentine's Day and Saint Patrick's Day, cause I, they're just the best and they're just so cute. I think cause growing up, my mom would make them like special, or like we always get socks or like those cute little things. And for Valentine's Day, we would always have a red dinner, so it would be like red Fanta to drink and red Jello for dessert and spaghetti or this like red soup for dinner and everything was red and i honestly loved it so much that curly and i now do that for valentine's day we have red dinner so i cannot wait to have a fat glass of red fanta and if you haven't had red fanta recently well i haven't either since last valentine's day but i suggest a thousand percent you go get a bottle because treat yourself you deserve it and mm, so good But in honor of Valentine's Day, I wanted to talk about how I manifested my soulmate. And let me tell you, it is not a typical love story. There's just so much here and in this topic that I think whether you're in a relationship or you're single or you're friends with benefits or you just aren't sure where you stand in love or you have maybe whatever your outlook is on love, I think there's a lot here more than me just like walking through my journey of me and Curly becoming a partnership and union. And Curly is my partner's name. She is a female. And um, yeah, let's jump in because I feel like I need to cover some basics about me and my past and just shadow work in general or just the shadow because up until 2020, I identified completely heterosexually, I think that's how you are, as like a heterosexual, and I had never considered dating a girl, but I did play college softball. And in that softball world, while it is a stereotype, there is a more diverse sexual or more diverse sexual orientation. So people are more open about being gay. And when you're just surrounded by that, you, I at least was just kind of like, hmm, do I like girls? But I never really felt like I did or and I never actively pursued or had feelings or even felt a desire to date a girl while being in college. Um, I also grew up in a home where it was accepted and from a young age I can remember my mom being like it's totally okay to be gay and just reinforce that gay wasn't inherently a bad thing or there was no negative thing about being gay and that's huge and makes me extremely blessed compared to a lot of other people. But obviously, no one's immune to society's collective shadow around sexuality and I mean around a lot of things, but I want to go into the shadow and collective shadow because since I started dating a girl, I've had to learn radical self-acceptance and that's through shadow work and people often ask and assume like, oh my god, you look so happy, like, how are you doing it? Wow, Curly just really makes you the happiest, doesn't she? Like, oh, I want that. And while yes, I am happy and Curly makes me feel like a fucking rock star, my happiness and authentic expression stems from this relationship quite literally triggering every aspect within me that's lived in my shadow for so long and has forced so many skeletons to fall out of the closet and be looked at head on with no filter. And I understand, probably not everybody knows what the shadow is. So, to break it down, the shadow is composed of all the aspects of yourself that you reject or the parts of yourself that don't gain us or gain you love, acceptance, approval, etc. Like as a kid, it's what you take in. And I want you to think of the storage closet as a place or the shadow as a storage closet that you just shove all the things like that you don't like into like when you that I mean we have one in our living room and it's basically like if you don't want it in the living room you just put it in the closet If we don't have a place for it to go and it's not really in our room and it's not in the living room and we don't want it out in the closet that's how the shadow works and that in. For that reason, it's exactly why shadow work is so important, because if we don't look at these parts, we are simply just living through the ego and caring about how other people see us versus coming from a place of authentic expression and showing up as how we truly are on a soul level versus on this 3D physical plane with all these conditioning levels. Uh, And the collective shadow shows up in oppressive systems like white supremacy and the patriarchy and racism and the list goes on and on and these systems thrive on keeping things taboo like sexuality or money and think about it we as a society are so judgmental on how people spend their money or who people date or their sexual orientation or and we hyper sexualize everything um or even kind of like how everything's political now like it's just that collective shadow being fueled and truthfully curly and i have a lot of what could be looked at as taboo in our relationship because at one point she was my coach and i was the player and there isn't a cell in my body that thinks anything about our relationship is wrong or illegal because it all happened after I graduated. I am best friends with her sister. Like nothing that had to do with our relationship had to do with softball. Like it was completely and entirely legal and as it should be. Like there was nothing taboo about it, but I felt the deepest, like deep, 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 deep shame around it or telling people it. I wouldn't even tell people where Curly worked, I would lie. I would just, oh, coach, like, and just really try to move on, like, or I just wouldn't tell them about her at all, only for the fact that I didn't want them to ask what she did for a living. Like, that is the shadow. That is that deep feeling of shame around this taboo topic that I've been trying to shove in the storage closet versus just facing it. And because it wasn't my shame to carry that, like, that is the collective belief that something is inherently wrong. Like, it's inherently wrong to not only date a girl, but to date someone who at one point was your coach. Because there's no way you could keep your hands off each other if you're now dating. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. (laughs) Uh, And at the end of the day, what we reject, we project. And another example besides Curly and I is a terrible one, but it's one that is, actually common so it's like having that anti-gay priest who then randomly gets arrested for sexually abusing young boys i mean not randomly but like out of the like everyone thinks he's this priest anti-gay and then is arrested for sexually abusing young boys like that's the shadow and i've said it in multiple episodes but energy cannot be created nor destroyed Therefore, energy cannot be hidden, and the shadow is just your darker energy that's been deemed wrong. With it, but (laughs) okay, it's just darker energy that's been deemed wrong, but it's still within you. And what's within you cannot be escaped unless you allow it to be looked at, seen, released, and transmuted. And the way we heal the shadow, both collectively and individually—I mean, you heal yourself, you heal the world. is with this radical self-acceptance. There's multiple ways, but like, honestly, at the end of the day, it's radical self-acceptance. And this kind of leads me back to my soulmate story of how integrating the shadow has been the most incredible part of the journey because that radical self-acceptance that comes from seeing yourself as whole, complete and enough as I am in this moment and integrating the depths of the shadow and the bright light of life, like allowing them to mesh and create this beautiful translucent gray, like where there's, it's a spectrum is what got me to this place of happiness. And I say happiness with quotes, because I am so happy because I am not afraid to be, to feel miserable or ashamed or embarrassed. Like I just embrace and integrate the dark that's like within me. And it, in turn, just makes my light shine brighter. And I need you to know, like, before we completely jump into this story, that without both partners integrating the darkest aspects of their shadow, we would not be here today. And I don't want this story to be misleading in any way of like, oh, just girl met girl and bam, it all worked out. <laughs> all right. So let's go back to 2019. I was desperate for a partnership, for to be in a relationship. I literally remember I was so close to hiring like a love coach or someone who could help me try to manifest love because it just wasn't working for me. And the funny thing and ironic thing is that I wouldn't even, let's say I found a partner or started dating someone. I would never ever admit like, that I was looking for a partnership. I would never want to be that girl. So I would just play it cool. I'm just like the really cool girl. And I don't really care. Like, I don't really have boundaries. Like, whatever you feel, I feel. Like, total, almost people pleaser. But just, like, people pleaser mates, like, terrified of rejection. And put that together. And it gave me all the patterns of the same man in a different body of living in different states. So then it was no matter what, long distance and like harder to commit or scenarios where there's like these power dynamics or professional relationships where it would be impossible in, not impossible. I don't believe anything's impossible, but the dynamic of the relationship was not sustainable, nor could it be a real relationship. Therefore, it's just like these, I was subconsciously blocking myself from having this commitment, ship, commitment because I was so terrified of actually being seen and felt and heard and loved. Like, and I was so scared of being rejected too. I think all that kind of goes together. Like if if I was texting someone and I sent something and I wasn't sure if they weren't going to reply, airplane mode, turn my phone off for at least a day, like, I would rather, I I was at a point then when I would rather not know if you rejected me than know. And therefore, like, turning my phone off was the easiest way to do that. And it's just, like, so silly to look back at. And I would also, in this time where I think I'm calling in my partner, I would never have a sleepover. Like, I literally would leave at any time after a night of hanging out because the act of like committing and staying to staying in someone else's bed felt like one eh, I like my own bed two like I felt like a burden to be there which is the biggest contradiction of what I thought I was trying to manifest because I was in search of that commitment yet I wouldn't even stay in the bed and It's so interesting because oftentimes, like when you're close to your manifestation, the universe will provide you with these tests. And I say tests in air quotes because I don't think the universe really tests you like pass or fail, but I'm just going to use the word for this example. I, at the end of 2019, I actually found a guy who was a great guy, perfect guy on paper, probably checked most of the boxes, still lived in a different state though. Let's just throw that one out there. And... My gut also just knew it was a no from me Um, and I wasn't sure if I was turned off because he was so nice and perfect and was treating me well and like buying me flights to see him, but I just knew, I just knew it was a no and little did I know that I was about to walk into the most expansive relationship of my life, but me saying no really allowed the, the floodgates of to open because if I would have settled, that would have been where my energetic field was. But since I passed that test by like actually calling that guy and just, I was in Texas for work and he lived in Texas. And then I was like, I have to go. I'm not staying. And it was actually Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. Happy two years. Sorry. Sorry, guy in Texas. Um, but if I would have stayed there and just went through with it because I felt guilty or whatever, I don't think curly happens. Because energetically, that was like a rewire or a just massive statement of, you know what, I have been settling or I have been doing things, but I'm going to change this pattern and I'm going to listen to my gut and I'm going to uh, say no. And I think that is kind of when things shifted for me because... Like I said, all of 2019, I was just deeply consuming anything that had to do with love, relationships, how to manifest it. And it was coming from this energy of manic manifesting. And manic manifesting is exactly how it sounds. It's like, I'm doing all the things. I should be attracting this. Like, literally, this is so annoying. But When you're doing, 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 you aren't being and allowing the natural flow of life to occur. So me and Curly, the first week we, let's say, interacted, I was in the middle of what one might call a hoe phase. You know, it's post this breakup, whatever. And there's some sort of irony there with being in a hoe phase and then meeting the love of your life. Like... It's like, get it all out because the for one the forever one is right around the corner. And I actually pursued Curly when I was a little intoxicated one night. And it was fun. It it was not like great, mainly because I had never been touched by a woman. And that is a completely different experience. I would say a completely different world than being with a man. So I didn't really know how to act and and I was pretty sure I was straight and that was just really confusing. So we didn't really talk for weeks and I had no interest. Suddenly I had no interest in talking to anyone else and I was kind of listening to sad songs like about like losing a partner even though like I don't know I didn't care about curl again just kind of going back to that identity of I don't care and but at the same time like Literally all my side people started ghosting me too. So then it was like, oh my god, like I just was in this whole face and now I'm being ghosted by everyone and my self-worth was just at a massive low. And as I mentioned previously, Curly's sister is one of my best friends. Her name's Kenzie Grimes, styled by Kenzie G on Instagram. She's a beautiful hairstylist, and this is a shameless plug that you should go follow her, anyways. Her birthday, she had a birthday party, and I knew Curly was going to be there, and it was going to be the first time since we first interacted, and I did not know how to act. So, I just drank a lot and hoped for the best, but I ultimately ended up getting way too drunk and embarrassed myself quite a bit, and... For some reason beyond my knowing, Curly texted me that next Monday evening after that Saturday party, and the rest was kind of history. So I guess my message here today is that the key to manifesting your partner is to be a hoe and get wasted. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The moral of the story or even providing the background is to show I was nowhere near perfect or in total alignment or even close to alignment with who I want to be or who I am today. So, And so often we get caught up in things coming on our own timeline or uh, the terrible I'll be ready when syndrome. And with Curly, we had something that was electric, obviously. It's, so, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But what has truly made us soulmates is our absolute dedication to bettering ourselves so we can show up and have the capacity to be the best partner for each other. And from the beginning, before we were even date, like officially dating, communication has always been our highest priority. And I am someone, like I said, who would run from their phone at the first sight of conflict or just avoid conversations or avoid the potential to be rejected or hurt. And it's so funny because I just look back at those prior versions of myself that were deeply insecure and I still have plenty of insecurities. But I guess the message I just want to touch on is that no matter where you are in life, you are worthy of deep, amazing, passionate love that makes every single version of yourself that you've ever been feel at home. And that type of love is developed over time through a conscious commitment to the union between you and your partner and whatever dynamic that looks like. And honestly, looking back at it, the moment I released, because I was at such a low, literally, it was like all these things happened. Everyone ghosted me. I felt like a total piece of dump. And then I went to Soul Cycle, as cliche as it sounds, and I just released it all. I actually think I cried on my Soul Cycle bike, and I was just like, "Fuck it, like just get off of me." I went to therapy, and then it's and then it's that day that Curly texted me. It is that release when we talk about that manic ma- manifesting, like that control, that why isn't it coming for me, versus like getting to your a very low point and then saying, "Fuck it." I am who I am. Like, these, why am I letting other people have so much control over my current emotional state? Like, fuck it. And then you get the text. And so if you're in something right now where it's, you're either wanting to call in the partner or you feel like you're not with the right... First of all, if you feel like you're not with the right partner, that's such a waste of time for both parties. Like, because not only are you holding them back, or like, they're holding you back and you're holding them back. It's It's... No one's winning there because... There is something way greater or else you wouldn't be feeling that pull inside you to be like, uh, is this it? There, there, there's always going to be doubts, but like the doubts shouldn't be if, if that partner's it, if you can have full confidence in your partner and in your commitment to your partner and like, no matter what, it's them, you're good to go. But when you're like, I don't know, maybe not, I like. Leave (laughs) it. It's so it's so much easier said than done. But the only things worthwhile are easier said than done. And if you're looking to call someone into your life or you're longing for that partnership, I mean, maybe try crying on a SoulCycle bike. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, it works for me. But I just love SoulCycle. I mean, even talking about it right now, I'm like, hmm, it's been a while. I should book a bike. But. In all seriousness, clearly it took me getting to a rock bottom to surrender my desperate desire over to the universe and allow her to do her thing. And instead of having to get there, this is where that radical self-love I mentioned earlier could come in and that you could really practice like truly loving yourself and Date yourself and treat yourself and get to know yourself for that authentic, amazing human that you are. And I also suggest this with anything in life, like anything you desire, dream home, dream car, dream partner, get clear on the exact partner you're looking for. Like make a list of all the traits that you seek in a partner. And when you start dating people or you go out there, like I would say stick to that list without any like ex- exceptions. Like, oh, well, he's pretty good. Because just like that Texas guy that I dated, one week later, Curly walks into my life. So you may have some suitors that are really close, but don't feel like 100% yes. And your Curly might be coming in a week. And so until you get that, match, I say stay true and just keep dating yourself. I also think putting yourself out there is huge. The universe reads energy, and I want you to almost put the universe's shoes on and see the world through pure energy, and if you can like imagine seeing the frequencies of all things and beings. And imagine that Desperate energy with no action. Like you're just wanting that partner, but you're not dating. You're just sitting at home watching Netflix. I see very slow molecules moving or vibrating because, you know, all energy vibrates. And I see dark colors and just kind of slow pace. But now imagine someone who is who is in love with themselves and puts themselves out there in a fearless way because they know they always have themselves regardless of the outcome and don't take themselves too seriously. I picture that like super bright energy and the fast moving molecules. And it's almost expanding and growing because it's moving like so fast and they're generating and like things can't help but be pulled in or attracted to that life force energy. And I also think by putting yourself out there, not only will you start generating some of that fast paced energy into your life, um, putting yourself out there like on dating apps or if you just meet people in real life, it's such an amazing way to, like I just said, say, hello, Miss Universe. I'm open. I'm ready for a relationship. And to also get an opportunity to practice like clear boundaries and to be unapologetic in your truth and unapologetic with what you're looking for because like if you go on a date and you don't want to have a sleepover and you put those boundaries in motion for the purpose of learning to just trust yourself and respect the boundaries that you set I mean that's huge it doesn't matter about the other person you're just trying to relearn to trust yourself and that you're worth it and creating those boundaries and going on dates will really help do that I mean also yeah being unapologetic, like. No, I'm actually not looking to sleep around. And if that gets rejected, if you get rejected for that or if people aren't down with that, they're not they're not the one sister. It's they're not it. Um, And another thing is just going on dates as an experiment will not only help you enforce boundaries, like I just said, but they will also it's like one thousand percent like going to school again because you will learn so much about what triggers you and you can observe them from a very objective point of view and learn so much about yourself. Like, wow, when they made that comment, my entire chest got tight. Like how that's interesting. What's there? Or like, wow, when they didn't text me back, I made that mean something about me and I wanted to turn my phone on airplane mode. Like, whoa, what just happened? And from there, You'll not only just be like learning, but you'll be able to actively work through these things that will ultimately make you a better partner. I say just date <laughs> selfishly, selfishly, so you can learn more about yourself. Fuck the other person. Don't make it mean anything about them. I mean, if they work out, it works out. But take it as an opportunity to just really get to know yourself on a different level, and that's brave. So acknowledge yourself. Yeah, like I'm gonna step into this arena Maybe I'll get hit with punches, but I got myself and I am willing to go there with with me because that's all, you only have you. And if it feels stressful, I mean, find a way to make it fun and like a game or an experiment because I'll tell you this, I had a friend group in college who did a challenge in between them of like who could go on the most dates and the first girl... Who went on the first date with a random guy on tinder tinder of all sites too is now married with a baby to that guy like when you approach it like there's absolutely nothing to lose and there's like everything to gain i think it's gonna shift the dating app game i think it's gonna shift it because again everything's a mirror so if you're attracting only guys who want to fuck you sit with that sit with that and be like okay What in me do I need to like sit with, like just work with to then be someone who respects himself enough to be in a real relationship? I don't know. It's all fun and it's all good to just treat as an experiment and get curious with. And the whole point of today was just to tell you the story of how I manifested my soulmate. And I say that because it was kind of an unintentional manifestation, even though I was doing all the wor- all the lists, all the things in 2019, which Curly actually lines up perfectly with. But it was mainly to show like how messy it was and how everything will unfold exactly as it should. And the faster you can surrender and release the desperation and the fear, the faster your match will come in or you'll be able to just call that in. And like my story The growth that I've had over the past two years for like, not only myself, but Curly too, has been astronomical and it's the choices we make. And yeah, maybe you might be messy now, but like that could be because you're supposed to grow in partnership with someone or there's just so many different ways because Curly and I choose every day to radically love ourselves more than anything else. I would say that's our number one priority. And then I would say second, we choose our relationship every single day. And then number three, we choose to believe everything is always working out for the highest good of all. And with that, that is all I have for today, folks. I love you so much. I hope you got something out of this episode. It was kind of silly reliving the memories and I I just, I enjoyed uh, even just, recording this. And I am so grateful for you. Please give me a five-star review. I love the comments. I love reading them. If you could tag us on Instagram, it'll help us grow, expand to all that needs to reach. I love you. I love you. I love you. I can't say it enough. And I hope you love yourself just as much. All right. I'll see you on Thursday. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to a friend. Tag us on Instagram at, at so she is underscore podcast and leave a five-star review so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to anyone who it needs to reach. Thanks so much and we'll see you in the next episode.